Hello, and welcome to a special Emmys edition of the Multicultural Perspectives podcast. I'm your host, R. Thomas Umstead, and our special guest is TV, film, and Broadway actor J. Bernard Calloway, who stars in BET Plus's Emmy Award-nominated comedy, The Miss Pat Show. The series earned an Emmy nomination in the Best Directing in a Comedy Series category, one of two original BET scripted series, along with drama series The Porter, to garner Emmy nods. Along with The Miss Pat Show, Calloway has also appeared on the big screen in such films as The Taking of Pelham 123 and on Broadway in such plays as Memphis the Musical. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here, man. So first of all, congratulations uh, on the nomination, Emmy nomination for, for Miss Pat. Uh, when you heard the news, were, were you surprised at all? Well, you know, I, I always knew that we had something special, brother. Uh, you know, the, the, the award or the nomination is just basically the respect of our peers and the recognition of, of how great the show is. So, but, uh, you know, I always do the work for the reward of evoking consciousness and you know, getting people talk about something, you know what I'm saying? And speak speak with somebody you probably never would have had a conversation before because of the elements and the details of what's going on, uh, which is truly relatable to, to any um, ethnicity or background or group of people. Um, I think any family uh, can definitely step into our shoes and be able to say, hey, you know what? This is something that uh, we would uh, have to deal with on a daily basis. What attracted you to the show? So what drew me into it was um, the relationship that um, Pat and Terry has with each other that I saw myself and my wife. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen any content like that before uh, lately. And I was like, hmm, this, this might be something I'd be interested in doing because, you know, it, it, once again, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, that's real and genuine and authentic. And I think that was the end also for me to be like, huh. These given situations are something that is that is very attainable and that, that's very therapeutic. And when I found that I, you know, I got the call back and then I got the screen test in L.A., I found out that Miss Debbie was on board, Debbie Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, she, you know, she directed our pilot and she was in the process of helping us cast the show and stuff. That just raised my antenna even more to have her in the room and, de- and play with that icon in the sandbox. And then coming in and meeting with uh, Pat for the first time. People don't notice about Pat. She's really shy. She's so shy, man. Oh, boy, 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 boy. She's a shy, she's a shy lady. Hmm. Um, so my thing was, it's like, you know what? I'm not going to even worry about the words right now. I'm going to worry about how can I make her, how can I put her, her, her mind at ease? How can I, I, I let her know that, hey, we're here, to, we're here for each other. I'm here for you. And, and um, I am going to try my best to, to help you to understand, hey, listen, we've been to play. We've been to have some fun. And how can I get into her to make her, you know, relate to me and me relate to her and that's create the chemistry that you see mm-hmm. um, 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 every episode. What do you say to some people <clears throat> who say uh, the language is a little coarse uh, or said you deal yeah. with difficult decisions? What do you say to those people, uh, especially now that the show has been nominated for an Emmy? Well, I mean, I use my mama, for example, brother. Uh, you know, my mom's a missionary. OK. <laughs> uh, so when she found out, you know, all the curses, like, I, Jeffrey, I can't be. Listen to all that, my ears, my virgin ears. I'm like, mom, <laughs> it's just language. I said, if you allow yourself to be moved by the given circumstance and, and, and what's going on, you won't even be thinking about the language itself. You'll be thinking about what's happening and how we deal with it and how we come out of it on the other side. And she's like, all right, all right, all right. She didn't watch the first season. 
but she ended up, I ended up bringing her in to see a live show. And that really changed her life. It really changed her life. Um, so what I would tell folks is, you know, don't allow the language to scare you away. You know, it, it, it is a, this is from Pat's perception of her life and how she, you know, came along to be where she is right now. And that's a part of who she is. And uh, people be like, oh, is this how black people like? Is this what black people like? Well, you know, hey, we're all shades. We're different shades of, of, of brown, black, beige, and everything. And we all uh, attack given circumstances from different perspectives. But we all come from that same perspective and gaze of being an African-American, living in, a, in an American society, or our global human society. So... I want to talk about you a little bit. What what got you into acting yourself? What what was your influence in terms of getting into acting? Um, honestly, brother, I have to say the music. The music is where I come in. Mean, that that's my end. Um, I grew up uh, in the church, and um, I had two contrasting parents. One was you know singing with the flamingos and had his own R and B and doo wop group, which is my dad Jeff Calloway and my mom Carolyn Foreman is a gospel singer. And I was in church 24-7 around the clock. Uh, so that was <laughs> that was my first stage, brother. You know, the Easter bonnets and the, you know, the Christmas pageant uh, programs and the speeches and everything like that. So that truly was my first stage. But I was not thinking about acting um, until I got to college. And the only reason that happened was is, uh, I was singing with a group on campus and a young lady was casting a show and she loved our sound, she loved our voice, and she loved our look. And she had us all to come in, it was five of us. She had us all come in to uh, do, a, do an audition where we had to do a monologue and sing a song acapulco, uh, uh, as, as black folk call it, or acapella, yes. And uh, next thing you know, um, I got the part and I just fell in love with the, the brotherhood and the sisterhood of it, the camaraderie and the community of it. Um, and it definitely replaced football for me because I was playing football while I was in college, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my stage. The gridiron was my stage. So I just it just transferred over to the boards. Um, and when that bug bit me, man, I, I had finally found something that I was passionate about, that I love to get up every day after football practice in the morning and go to class afterwards versus accounting. Because accounting was my major when I went in. And that was some boring stuff in that BA building, the business administration building, just sitting in front of that dad on computer, man, for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so when I found that passion, my dad was not happy about it. He was not happy. Uh, but he saw that it was something that got me up and drove me uh, to, to, to move and be uh, proactive um, outside of football and music. Uh, so that, that was my end. And like they said, you know, that was history. And here I am. You've appeared in um, television shows, uh, movies, and Broadway. Do yes, you sir. Have a preference as to you know which one works better for you? Well, I, I love doing it all, Doc. <laughs> I love doing it all. Um, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> that preference would be film and television because that money is good in film and television. We were filming for seven months in Atlanta. So when I got back home, you know, I had so many things coming down the pipe that people wanted me to be a part of to welcome me back to the boards, off-Broadway, Broadway, and regional. But it had to be something that that moved me. I didn't just want to come back and just be a part of just anything. I want to be like, right now, I'm doing a workshop of Ella Fitzgerald, an American uh, mirror. So that moved me. I was like, wow, this is something I can help develop and, and help to breathe life into. Um, so if I had a choice, uh, honestly, and I know it may be cliche, but all of them, my brother, all of them, because you have to be, when I do symposiums and speak to kids coming out of college, I tell them that it behooves them to get a degree in theater so they can learn about the entire conglomerate 
of how it works, the directing, the writing, the obviously the performing, the technical aspects of it, um, all of that fight chord, uh, choreography, all those things that make it what it is so they can have respect for every aspect of how the well-oiled machine works, which will in turn make them a what, brother? A renaissance artist, a jack of all traits. Uh, because when you're not performing, hey, you know, you can, you can be, you know, be, be, be directing. If you're not directing, uh, you can put your hands into the commercial pot and do some voiceover work. If you're not doing any voiceover work, you flip over to the film and television work. Have respect for every aspect of them. That's just in turn going to make you a great artist in return. And people are going to love and respect you for that. Miss Pat is one of uh, a number of shows that are featuring people of color, African-American actors and actresses and storylines. Is mm -hmm. this the best time to be in the business? Well, I would say, yeah, culturally. Um, you know, it's a lot going on in the world right now. And um, I think that the industry, once again, because I feel like every five, 10 years, there's something happens where the industry sees us. Mm -hmm. and, and there's a show or a writer or, or a director or somebody or a producer as part of the network that goes uh, against the current and evokes consciousness and make people stand up and think like, oh my God, what's that? Oh, that, that's something that we're not used to, but let's give it a chance. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think right now, especially for people of color, like I said, culturally what's going on, to have something on the TV that represents them and represents them and brings light to the darkness and the light. Because, you know, if you're just going to write about a writer's show that's just, you know, every time you see them, it's all about peaches and cream that they ain't going through. Now, that's not real. That's not genuine. That's not authentic. And once again, I think that is what our show does. Our, our show brings that genuineness, that authenticness, that realness of true given circumstances. And I feel like, you know, and I'm not, you know, you know, down to any other shows that's out there right now. But I feel like we're that show that does that right. And we're unabashedly uh, unashamed of how it comes out. Uh, but understanding the content that is, is going out is what's going to move the masses. And like I said, evoke consciousness and get people to talk. OK, um, and I think that is one of the true goals of our producers on our show. Um, and to me, when you do that, that creates the longevity and success of any show on, on any part of the medium when you approach it from that point of view. If you're just approaching it and you're just trying to make folks laugh and you ain't talking about nothing, after a while it's going to dry out and, and, and nobody's going to care. They're going to forget about it. But when you're doing something like this, people are going to remember it through the annals of history as one of the shows that came in during the time when the country and the world needed it. And we need healing. It's therapeutic. Beyond the um, Ella Fitzgerald musical and obviously the show, anything else you're working on? Um, right now, I'm co-producing um, um, with my one of my buddies um, on a piece called Grim, a Grinning Guardians. It's a, a, a drama thriller where I'm uh, co-creating and I'm also number two on the call sheet uh, for it, performing in it. I'm also, too, producing some concerts with my wife. We have our own uh, our production company, Incorporated. It's called Creative Couple Production. And we basically produce ourselves and put our own work out there. And uh, outside of that, I have some voiceover work once again uh, with the general. Um, I don't know if you've seen the commercial with Shaq coming out of the shower. Yeah. That's me. That's my voice. That's me singing. I'm going to keep on loving you. All that stuff. And him coming out and me talking and doing this little voice. That's me. Uh, so that's the world that I'm living in. I'm happy to be home with my son and my wife. And I'm happy to be in New York working and just being with them and just being still. Excellent. Excellent. Well, listen, yeah. I thank you very much for taking the time out to talk to me. Best of luck on the show as well as the, for the Emmys.
Hey man, hey man, listen, I love that too. I, I appreciate that positive energy, man. And it's great meeting you, Thomas. All the best for you, brother. Longevity and uh continued success. And um, I see you on the other side, Doc. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, take care and God bless.